we're all protecting you. We have, we have all protected, protected you. you. About my marriage? About what you told us about your marriage. With the mostest? We you told us. I don't ever bring you guys around me like Let me tell you something. The only thing. If I want to see that, what a road is. I'm not really sure what I've done to you, but Welcome to the Hot and Bravo podcast on the Buttered Pop Network. I'm Armin, and I'm joined by the wonderful Camille Pereira. How are you, Camille? I am doing well. How are you? I'm doing great. Eddie, as we know, is on his way to Coachella. And so I am very lucky to have you here because we share the love of Roni as one of our favorite Housewives franchises. It's truly the greatest. It's been unbelievable. This season, they're giving us everything. Mm-hmm. And more. And, truly and more. <laughs> As always, the comedy is on point, but they are giving us drama, grief, tension, mm-hmm. pretty much everything you want out of a story. Truly. It's compelling. It's complete. Roni deserves an Emmy, an Oscar. Give it everything. Give it every damn award you could think of. Deserves its own ego. It really does. <laughs> Let's just EGOT Roni. Truly. So this episode mm-hmm. picks up where the last one left off in the exact moment that Sonia Morgan was having an epic meltdown. Yep. Don't touch the letters! <laughs> she's psycho. Sonia's going through some shit. And you don't really know what she's going through, but it's a lot. There, there's a lot of layers to it. meant well by taking her to the Morgan estate. She never should have. Oh, no. It was a huge mistake. Oh, bigger than huge. Yeah. You have to know with Sonia that whenever you bring up the Morgan family, mm-hmm. it's not going to end well. No. No. Especially when you're going to touch with your dirty fingernails <laughs> the Morgan letters. And which- that's the thing with Sonia is that... She is so inextricably tied to the Morgans. Mm -hmm. And in this case, going to an old Morgan estate, it's as visceral as it gets. She's like living in this space that the Morgans once lived in. Then she just turns into a whole different person. Yeah. As Tinsley said, she needs to be exercised of the demons that come out. (laughs) It's truly wild. But Bethany... Being the angel that she is, <laughs> she was once Lou's angel, now she's Sonia's angel, comes to her aid and is very quickly able to get Sonia off the ledge. Mm-hmm. It was very impressive. I mean, at this point, Bethany has become a housewife whisperer and can just somehow get these these women kind of trained. <laughs> but you could also tell that her recent experience with Dennis... has really changed her and influenced her a lot. Totally. Because you heard her in this moment telling Sonia something like, not everything has to dial up to a 10, to an 11. Mm -hmm. And um, this is not such a big problem. There are worse things (laughs) in the world. I forget exactly what she said, but when Ramona like storms in, like the letters are fake, the letters are fake. (laughs) So it doesn't matter. And Bethany says something that I think is easy to not catch. Mm -hmm. But to me, it meant a lot. She goes... It doesn't matter anyway. Yeah. It does, it just true. doesn't matter. It's not a big deal. And that speaks to the fact that Bethany's like, there are much more catastrophic things going on in this world. Yeah. And it's not just Dennis, although I'm sure that that's a major thing, but all the work that she's doing with, uh, what's her 
charity be strong strong. exactly yep she's going to these places that are devastated by natural disasters and people have lost their homes people have lost this that and the other they barely can figure out what the next step in their life is going to be they lost everything sonia is living in a great apartment you know she still owns a townhouse like it's not the end of the world i'm sure that it was very heartbreaking to have you know your marriage her best friend as she called him you know dissolve but like move on you're overreacting you know dorinda touched a replica letter a replica (laughs) morgan letter truly an atrocity agreed (laughs) but on the spectrum of atrocity we can let this one go or at the very least we can acknowledge you know dorinda you did a pretty horrendous thing (laughs) by touching a replica letter with your dirty fingernails with her dirty fingernails (laughs) but we can move on we can forgive we can forgive and then from uh there we get some partying and we had already seen, honestly, way more footage from Bethany's Instagram stories. <laughs> so there was nothing new here. Nothing new. But I recommend everyone listening, if you haven't already, go seek out Bethany's Instagram stories. <laughs> they were epic. And I know we promised to post them on Twitter and we haven't yet. I'll get to that. I'll get to that by the end of the weekend. I promise. <laughs> so you go to at Han Bravo and check that out. Um, I want to talk a little bit about Barbara mm-hmm. because she seems kind of withdrawn and we'll get into her a little later in the episode She does too. Um, but just to focus on the Berkshires, she doesn't party with the rest of the ladies. Mm-mm. That makes no sense. They were having the time of their lives. Yeah. Like, wouldn't she want to join in on that? She, she was kind of a buzzkill and it's funny because she started off so strong and then I think maybe this turned out to be too much for her. These women are psychos. And honestly, it is really hard to come into this group. Um, they have such a history. They, you know, even though Barbara does have ties to all these women. The thing is, Barbara has living, that history. The, living their lives on camera maybe isn't the thing that Barbara wants to do. It's like, doubt Barbara's like, you know, not about this life because I'm sure they do the same thing off screen but i think that maybe just doing it all in front of millions of viewers is probably not her not her dream yeah you go to bed by midnight yeah that's boring everyone else is up to like 3 a.m hashtag next also i didn't really understand why off the bat she and dorinda had this tension like she, uh, first of all I don't get this whole thing. Why do you not want to stay in the room with the swordfish? Like, get over it. It's a room. You're going to sleep there for a night. You're barely going to sleep if you hang out with these ladies. You wouldn't even have to worry about it. Especially if you're Barbara. You are the newbie. Take the fish room. Take the fish room. Don't complain. Honestly? I'll give Lou complaining. No. She didn't deserve to complain, but Barbara shouldn't have complained either. (laughs) Honestly, that would probably be even more of a reason to not go to bed early and to hang out with the girls because... You don't want to sleep in the fish room. Yeah. Stay up till four. You don't have to even sleep in the fish room. But instead, apparently, she was just laying awake in bed waiting for the sun to rise. Yeah, but she's, she... uh, she's definitely seen crazier things in her bedroom. Oh, I love that shady Dorinda. <laughs> I love shady Dorinda. Barbara's in a rush to leave the next morning. Come on, Barbara. If you're going to be on the show, commit. Seriously. And she is very familiar with the way this show goes, obviously. She's already been on the show before. Yep. So she knows the proceedings. She knows how 
uh, these ladies act, like you said, she's been longtime friends with them anyway. Yeah. But maybe she got stage fright once she got in front of the cameras. Who knows? We'll see how the season evolves. Right. But then we get a scene with Bethany and Dorinda where Bethany reveals to Dorinda that at her hotel in Boston, she came upon this note that was, I believe, in the hotel lobby mm. by the, the lobby phone. Yeah, by the elevator. Exactly. And the note said this whole thing about how someone looked spectacular, and then it kind of signed off saying, uh, you're amazing as always, D. And this freaks Bethany out. And as we know, Bethany has never been into the supernatural. In season eight, when Carol's uh, medium friend comes to meet (laughs) all of them, Bethany is having none of it. She doesn't buy into it. And as the medium said, I feel like you're blocking me. And Bethany's like, no, I'm not blocking you. And she's like, no, no, it's subconscious. It's subconscious. But Dorinda loves it. And if you remember, the medium said a couple of things that made Dorinda ball. Because I think she got yeah. like Richard's name. Yeah, and, other and the balloon, remember? Oh right. my God, that was crazy. Right, to the balloon. So Dorinda loves this stuff. So Bethany naturally confines it in Dorinda uh-huh. about it. And it is kind of spooky. Because as Bethany said, the note reads like Dennis. And then it's signed off D. I know. That's creepy. And then we get the emotional scene with Bethany talking to her housekeeper about all the notes that Dennis has left. And she was looking back at some of the notes that he has left in the past. And it was super emotional. And actually, Camille, I was on social media Mm -hmm. and I was just looking at some of the general uh, Roni tweets, just things, hashtag Roni. And I saw a lot of people talking about how grateful they were for Bethany sharing her story of... Mm -hmm processing Dennis's death and going through all this grief. Mm -hmm. And I just think that's kind of cool because I know it's very hard to do. It's not easy. And I'm sure she's receiving some criticism as well. Like, how can you put this in front of the camera? That's not authentic. You're exploiting the situation. But we know Bethany doesn't need to exploit anything. (laughs) She is already wealthy and has fame and, and doesn't need to win over any viewers. So she's clearly just trying to be transparent and share with the audience that has come to love her. And I think it's great that she could kind of be an example or at least like this person that a lot of people could look up to, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, I think that, first of all, everyone who's who's hating on Bethany for sharing her, her experience can go suck an egg because that's <laughs> stupid. This is really, I, I think like everyone has, or like a lot of the, the viewers have agreed, I think this does help other people process and to, it does show that you don't have to hide behind your grief or that everybody processes differently and that you can go through whatever it is that you need to go through to finally come to an acceptance or, a, you know, at least peace with whatever trauma you're dealing with. And so I think that this is really great and it does help you connect as a viewer to these people. And I think that that's what New York is always really good at doing is is opening themselves up and and helping you connect with them so I appreciate that she's doing this I appreciate that she's you know kind of showing us a little bit of a softer side of Bethany because although Bethany in later seasons has definitely shown kind of her process and a little bit of her neuroses and all that kind of stuff but she definitely has never been so vulnerable like this and so unprepared I guess would would be the word to kind of deal with this because it, it's it's really raw. It's it's so fresh and it's so um, 
I don't know. It's such a like complicated story. And she's always had, she's, she's just coming off being with Jason and having that whole dramatic divorce and all of that kind of stuff. So it's like really strange emotional process to go through. So I think as me personally, I love seeing this and I appreciate seeing her story and her struggle and her coping. And it is kind of crazy that it's been that we've now had three housewives on Roni that are widowed. Yeah. It's really tough. Um, But that's why these ladies are so unique compared to the other franchises, right? Yeah, it really is. And I, I do think that that's what Dorinda is, is able to do well is to like really connect with people, especially when it comes to like Richard and, and when he passed and she's been very open about her kind of process with that too. So I think that seeing these moments are really special, like especially when um, Dorinda had that moment at the party with, with Bethany where she told them that they were engaged and all that kind of stuff. Right. Also. And it's actually four women who have been widowed. Fourth. Jill, if you want to count Jill, oh, I yeah. know it's happened since oh. she's departed, but. It's so sad. God, and divorce yeah. is a very difficult life sure, experience as well. Absolutely. It's a very it's just, in stark contrast to other franchises. Totally. Just to kind of take a very hard right turn because this is sad and I think we should move on. Um let's talk about Dorinda being on the ups. Yes. But real quick, I just want to oh, say yeah, sorry. reality TV should be a reflection of real life. Yes. So perfect lives and pure opulence. Mm-hmm. And the best of friendships, that's just not a real reflection of life. Yeah, exactly. Life is messy, complicated, tough, devastating. And again, that's what Roni gets right. Yeah, really <laughs> I'm does. just such a Roni stan. I'm sorry, <laughs> really guys. Are. This is my favorite franchise, and this has been a great season. And I think in a lot of ways, I'm relieved because while last season was good from a drama mm-hmm. standpoint, it was... It was heavy. Overwhelming. Yeah. And kind of tiresome because the Bethany Carroll thing. It just weighed on all of us as viewers. Yeah. But this season, it's just a lot lighter despite the fact that it does still bring th- that element of like some divisive stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Some feuds, some tension, arguments. Yeah. Um, but it's just not as heavy as the Bethany Carroll thing. It just no. that, that got ugly and too toxic. It was too much. But it yes, let's much. talk about Dorinda, someone who has redeemed herself. Fully, full redemption. She is like fully Get your hands reco- off the ladder! <laughs> fully recovered, in my mind. I think that, um, you know, we saw last episode, I'm sure you guys talked about this, uh, about how she fully, genuinely, wholeheartedly apologized to Lou, took responsibility. This is what I think with Dorinda. I think that she speaks in the moment. She's very stubborn. Um... She she gets very heated. So then if you confront her about something that she did wrong, she's not gonna she's not gonna own it. But then after a while of kind of sitting with it and self-reflecting and really like thinking about what she's done, then she owns it. And then she realizes it and she's not afraid to apologize. She's never been afraid to apologize except for post Giovanni when it was really <laughs> right in the moment. <laughs> you heckled the Giovanni. I didn't heckle the Giovanni. You um, heckled the Giovanni. But, I think I said this to you while we were uh-huh. watching. It feels good oh, that Dorinda so is likable again. It feels so good. <laughs> I, I love Dorinda. Peak Dorinda is the best. I love Dorinda. And and 
she's one of those people who from the beginning has been it's been almost impossible to to stay mad at her in the way that you like Bethany can't stay mad at Ramona. <laughs> um I can't stay mad at Dorinda. Right. I can stay mad at Ramona. Ramona she has is that a quality about piece her. Piece of gum in my shoe. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> that was mean. <laughs> I think it's her sincerity. I think so too. That even when she is angry. Yeah. You still feel Clip. that authenticity coming through. <laughs> well, that was just wonderful. That was performance art. That was fucking performance art. Hostess with the mostest. <laughs> Luann brought that line again. I, and I love that about Roni too. The callbacks to the classic lines. They they Truly. know what's good. Truly. They know what's good and they and they tap back into it. Speaking of callbacks, let's move to Bethany's dinner party. Well, let's not skip uh, Luann, Ramona, and Sonia at the hair salon oh my god how did i forget that moment well because you're fucking up you are touching the letters the replica letters with my dirty fingers with your dirty fingernails Um, although i am always that person who touches something at the museum that i'm not supposed to touch are you really i'm reporting you you're not getting invited to the morgan household anytime soon (laughs) but that's okay so this scene is important because i'm guessing it sets up a future rift with bethany Mm -hmm. and luann so Sonia and Ramona call out Luann for talking shit on Bethany and Sonia saying Bethany was so there for you. Mm. She got you a lawyer. Uh, She initiated your intervention. For Bethany to be the person to go that extra mile is truly stunning because that's beyond casual friendship. Mm -hmm. That's like absolute best friend ride or die shit to get you a lawyer intervention true save you from buying a six million dollar yeah, house in truly. upstate new york that's huge and ramona and sonia kind of feel like lou's being ungrateful and lou's like wait hold up i feel like you're mischaracterizing what i said and sonia's saying well bethany was upset that you would care about having a room and then Luann mm-hmm. says the whole thing oh bethany 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 <laughs> And that's where the scene basically ends. Um, But I'm sure word is going to get back to Bethany just like it did in the first place. And she will not be happy uh, by the fact that Luann was kind of mocking her in that moment. Yeah. I mean, hey, that bothered me a lot. It just was really stupid. And this was like Countess coming back, which is not my favorite type of Luann. Oh, that wasn't Countess. That was it, that was not dignified is, for the countess no, no. to it's be like, countess, oh, Bethany, Bethany, it's Bethany. It's countess because countess is is above everybody, and that in that moment it felt like she was in above that everyone. sense. It's countess, yeah. right? That's what I'm trying to say. The arrogance of it's it all. It's so arrogant. It's so annoying. Bethany just did so much for you. Also, Bethany was not the one who asked to be put in that room, was she? Why is this Bethany's fault? Why are you Why are you getting mad at Bethany? That's the and thing, then though. talking okay. bad about her behind her back, and then. Then mocking her when she feels upset when she's been told that you've been mocking her behind your back. This what? is like craziness. Why is Bethany the victim here? But or that, the 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 attacker here. But that's the thing. I feel like the other ladies are trying to drive a wedge between them, or maybe they're not even trying to. Uh-huh. But they are fanning the flames. They are actually they are. just creating the flames here. Because if you notice, Sonia said in that scene she's like oh yeah you were talking about how bethany thinks she's queen that was Mm -hmm. a ramona line 
Luann didn't say that. Ramona said that. And I feel like they've just been mis... I agree with Luann in the sense that they've been mischaracterizing what she's saying uh, because she wasn't talking shit about Bethany. She just said to Dorinda, why does Bethany get this room when she's coming tomorrow? Mm -hmm. I should get the room. Yeah. It wasn't actually any shade on Bethany. But in this game of telephone, it's come back to Bethany in a different way. Now, I agree, she shouldn't have mocked Bethany, but she is thinking, now Luann, this game of telephone is being twisted back to Luann and kind of portraying Bethany in a bad light-ish. I mean, Bethany is actually mad at Luann, but I said this on the podcast with Eddie. I feel like this is overblown. Now, I agree with Bethany in the sense that Luann should have nothing bad to say about Bethany. Mm -hmm. Like, don't even go there. And you know what? Give the room to Bethany. You should kind of go out of your way to give the room to Bethany. But I do think that they have um, taken this out of proportion. Ramona, Sonia, and Dorinda at this point. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. In this moment, I'm anti-Bethany. I mean, anti-Luann. Freudian slip, you're anti-Bethany. I'm never anti-Bethany. I'm never, ever, ever, ever anti-Bethany. Let's quickly, before we go to Bethany's party, Mm -hmm. talk about Luann and Tinsley's lunch date. That's another thing that happened. I know, this episode was jam-packed. I'm just going to tell you this. I am okay with Tinsley not coming back next, next season. I've been okay with that since season like, nine. I don't know how she's made it this far, truthfully. Truthfully. No offense, Tinsley. Although we got some good content at the end of this episode. Eh, that was medium. But I mean, I guess there's not much else to say other than Tinsley doesn't understand alcoholism. <laughs> it's an allergy, right? <laughs> when you have an allergy to peanuts, you don't eat peanuts, right? So isn't, it, isn't that the exact same thing with alcohol? You're allergic to alcohol when you're an alcoholic. That's not how it works, Tinsley. And see... You even said this. Can I can I put this you, out here you on the pod? Put this out here. You said, "Ugh, this is where I just keep flip flopping with Lou. Like Lou doesn't let me hate mm. her because she has these no, great no, no, moments." No. no, that was you editorialized. I, I, I editorialized. I, I, I did not say it. she doesn't let me hate. But her. that's what you she were saying. Let's me hate her very much. <laughs> then there are moments where she redeems herself. Then she goes right back to letting me hate her again. That's the flip flop. And then she does something. That makes me happy. That moment, she handled it very well. Obviously, she's been she's really turned herself around. She's taking her meetings um, seriously, and she's, she was also a nurse once upon a time, so she knows her shit. Yeah, sure. In terms of uh, the lips are very vascular, so that's why there's a lot of blood. <laughs> she knows medicine, Camille. She knows medicine. Um, I, I don't but know. As she said it's a disease of the mind. It's a disease of the mind. She said this really well, really eloquently. She made it. You know, she kind of. Uh, summed it up pretty well for Tinsley so that she didn't blame herself and you know whatever anyway moving on (laughs) let's talk about Bethany's party please so they decide to play truth or dare Ramona does not understand this game who in in this group does (laughs) I think they all do (laughs) other than Ramona (laughs) dare do you think you're going to fall in love again (laughs) it's just so dumb and that's barely truth Because truth is about something in your past that you have to tell the truth about. That's just a question. Hey, Camille, what are you going to have? Truth. Camille, truth. What are you going to have for lunch tomorrow? Like, even if, even if, because everyone was like, oh, no, that's a truth. That's a truth. That's not even a truth. It's a better truth than a dare. It it works better, but (laughs) it's still kind of square peg round hole. It's the worst dare I've ever heard. It really is. It's hardly a dare. Let's put it that way. It's not a dare. 
What if it was Bethany fall in love again? <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Thank you, Ramona. These two bartenders. Um, <laughs> that was wild. My favorite line after that was Ramona going, it's too complicated for me. <laughs> I'm just enjoying the ambience. <laughs> it's too complicated. Ramona is a psychopath. The ambience. Ramona's a full psychopath. Okay, take back the gum on the shoe comment. <laughs> She's more than that because she does give me reality gold every now and then. As Bethany said, sometimes you just have to love Ramona and her hijinks. <laughs> and you got to enjoy laughing with her. And at her. At her, underlined three times. <laughs> <laughs> Probably like three times as much laugh at her than with her. Yeah. Right? It, like yeah, proportionally, yeah, yeah. like proportionally it's a three to one for ratio. Sure. For sure, for sure. Every now and then you're laughing with her. She Maybe cracks a good to, joke. Five to one. Maybe eight to one. <laughs> <laughs> but then, um, well, before we get to the Tinsley dare, can we just say the Dorinda dare? was amazing oh my god the phone sex with john medesian where do you um rate that phone sex on a scale of one to ten it wasn't really phone sex i'm going full ten get it dorinda you just love john medesian (laughs) armin loves the weirdest people (laughs) no i love the pure messes john medesian is an utter mess i miss the guy if you remember season eight he was a horrible dude. <laughs> and I, I want this guy back on TV. He's not a horrible dude. Um, but a pretty horrible dude. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> He's not that bad. <laughs> no, he was kind of just a shysty dude. We could say that. Yeah. He was going after Bethany's business. He's a shyst. He stormed in on the ladies' bra party. As, as Bethany said, what is John Medesian doing at our bra party? <laughs> yeah, what is he doing there? He would refuse to, He refused to apologize. And then he kicked out a Beza Ray. Don't kick out a Beza Ray. He put his hand in Mona's face. He was great. He was a great house husband for a season. If house you, boyfriend. House boyfriend. If you are looking for drama out of a house boyfriend. Now, if you just want them to not get in women's business, women's business, then he was horrible. John Medesi, if you go back and rewatch season eight, John Medesian is the first half of that season storyline. <laughs> he is. True. It's just like him feuding it's with everyone. True. Including Dorinda. Dorinda wow. literally left dinner with the guy. Accurate. I'm Accurate. done with him. She almost broke up with him at the bra party. Anyway, we haven't really seen John since, and this was a nice little comeback for him. Some phone yeah. sex with Dorinda. Sure. Oh, baby. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> I, I miss you, John. I, like, I, I really want to see you tomorrow. Can't wait, baby. Then when Tinsley got told to do phone sex, or just not even phone sex, but like call... Just call Scott. Well, it started with phone sex. She vehemently refused to do it. Then they said, then Bethany said something actually a little more salacious. Call him, tell him you love him, and say, if you don't propose by the end of the year, I'm going to start dating other people. That was also a non-starter. And then they were settling for just call the guy. (laughs) Chaos ensued. Chaos. (laughs) Do you want to break it down? Basically, um, Tinsley refused but didn't want to explain why. Then Barbara was like, maybe she doesn't want to be her friend. And then Dorinda freaked out over that. You're an interloper. You're an interloper. <laughs> Which was amazing. Dorinda's an icon. Um, and not wrong. And not wrong. 
Um, I think she took it a little out of proportion, but hey, Dorinda, that's why I love you. It was um, just a nice catty comment from Barbara. Great. I loved it. Because yeah. Bethany said, if we're all friends here, then why shouldn't we talk about yeah. this stuff? Maybe, Maybe she doesn't, doesn't want to be a friend. friend. <laughs> don't, don't stir the pot. Don't be an interloper. Um, then... Between Barbara and Dorinda, a little back and forth broke out about the swordfish and the room and the blah, blah, blah. Then, like, Tinsley runs off to smoke a cigarette. Does she? Yeah. She's like, I need a cigarette. Oh, my God. I didn't even remember her leaving the table. (laughs) This is a lot of chaos, clearly. Um, Then she comes back to the table, and then... There's more crying, and she's talking about how Scott doesn't like to be in the spotlight, and so that's why she just doesn't want to put him on blast, especially on camera, uh, is the insinuation. And and Bethany makes the point that she just made a little tiny dare. It mm-hmm. wasn't meant to be this huge deal. Yeah. And she didn't mean to cross the line. Right. But the problem is she doesn't know where the line is mm-hmm. because Tinsley doesn't tell them anything. Right. And since Tinsley doesn't tell them where that line is, they don't know when they're crossing it. And then that gets into this whole thing about how she has to play by Scott's rules, but she's constantly talking to him mm-hmm. about how to play by his rules. Yeah. And at one point she even says, it's torture. <laughs> and Bethany's like, What? Your relationship shouldn't be torture. And Dorinda is saying, this is insane. Like, this is not healthy. And in Bethany's confessional, she has a great line like, look, I'm no bra-burning feminist, but Tinsley is setting feminism back 100 years. (laughs) And then that's when Tinsley has a total breakdown, starts crying, and that's about where the episode ends. Spoiler alert. Scott and Tinsley have broken up. Now, they have broken up like 12 different times. They've broken up so many times. Uh, But Eddie keeps telling me that this one is permanent. Has he talked to her personally? You know, Eddie has his sources. (laughs) (laughs) But what did you think about the whole exchange? Um, Bethany's point of view view versus Tinsley's point of view? Mm, I think Bethany's right. Yeah. Um, I'm actually a little bit shocked that Tinsley is real. I mean, I get it. I don't know what their relationship is like. I don't know, you know, I don't know them. I don't know their problems or struggles, so I don't mean to judge. But it does seem like he is kind of like defining the relationship his himself and not really compromising on her end. And just knowing Tinsley, it does seem like she could, she has the kind of personality where she'd kind of let that slide. Um, whereas Bethany is just kind of saying like, you gotta, you gotta have some say in this. Like you can't just do everything on his terms, which is he doesn't want to be on camera, but you do. He wants to live in Chicago, but you, you don't want to move. Like it doesn't seem like you're getting a, a fair, like enough is being put on the table on his end too. Um, and so if, if that's the case, if he's not going to make any of these compromises, then maybe you just got to move on because you're wasting your time. Um, and that's hard. I get it. Like, I, I'm sure she's she wants to be with him. She does seem to love him. And She was saying, I love this man. I yeah. love this man. But he's controlling. Yeah. Sometimes that's very hard to reconcile. Yeah, it is. And sometimes it's it's hard to make that first step to move on, especially, you know, when you when you cling so much to this you know, relationship, you have like so many expectations and and just walking away from that is hard. And I'm sure she's worried about trying to find someone else and blah, blah, blah. So I get it. I get that she's stressed about that. 
But I also, I, I feel like, you know, if it were me in, in Tinsley's position, I would want my friend Bethany to say something because yes. even if I don't listen to it in the moment, th- that's what friends do. And I think when it comes to that kind of stuff, Bethany so far has played the role of friend really well for Luann with Tom, even though Luann did not listen for Luann with, you know, rehab and sobriety and all that stuff, you know, for Sonia post tipsy girl (laughs) (laughs) for Sonia post Dorinda touching the replica letters with her bare dirty hands. (laughs) How dare she, in my opinion, is is doing what I would want someone to do for me. Yeah, that's a crucial observation, Mm -hmm. right? How transparent actually all of the cast is with Tinsley. And actually how this whole cast is with each other. So true. And that's what's really refreshing about this group is that they are extremely brutally honest with each other. But they don't cross the line often. Sometimes they do. Like Dorinda did last season. Yeah. And that became right, a point right. of contention. But then guess what? They were honest with each other incessantly so they could eventually get to the point mm-hmm. where they could reconcile. Yeah. And to compare that to other franchises, it's really different because we're seeing in BH <laughs> how much is swept under the rug. Um, and even in this season, we're about to see Lisa Vanderpump, for example. Like we both like Lisa historically. Mm-hmm but she's about to stop filming altogether. And that's just not something that would ever happen on Roni, right? Or it's not something that's yeah. ever, ever happened, at least up until this point. And, and that's what I like about this group. Yeah, they're just, they're just real-ass bitches. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, I think we covered it all. I think we mentioned it all. We mentioned it all. Uh, I can't wait until next week. Uh, Camille, thank you so much for uh, joining me. Happy to be here. Uh, maybe next week you'll join Eddie and I? No. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> we don't know. Who knows? Maybe. Who knows? We'll see if I'm free. We hope you join us next week. Bye.